When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. Welcome to another episode of What's Up, Belly Up. A podcast brought to you by Belly Up Sports. Here are your hosts for today's show. Mike Brown and Zach Mack. Go, we're live. Says we're live. Oh well, hey man, it's it's been a while. We're we're just live, just like that. I mean, welcome back. I feel like we should be coming into that song. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome. All right. Yeah. Anyway, no, yeah. uh, just busting on the scene. Just yes, busting on the we're, scene. We're back, season three. Um, Zach Mac, you know, just out of the blue. What, what's going on, man? You just said, hey, anyone doing a podcast? And I said, hello. You know, <laughs> we got this one on the good. train. Sitting dormant so, here for over a year, I think. I was, I was going to say, at last we were doing this, we were like, what the hell are we going to talk about? Because we were like dead center COVID, talking about anything we could possibly talk about. and yep, uh, that was rough. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's crazy. But I mean, what, do you, what have you been doing, man? You, you've, you, you like fell off, you fell off the earth for a while. You fell off the Twitter game for a while. Now you just appear and, and you're back hitting the ground running. Yeah, man, got real busy, had to, uh, you know, with the whole, the, I was part of the, got off of social media because it was all political BS and people just bitching at each other and we're already depressed enough that we don't have sports. <laughs> so like now we got, you know, we're, it was campaign race or, you know, all that, you know, yeah, that know, was political, then, yeah. yeah, so People going left and right at each other's throats. It was like, this is not a place I want to be anymore. Got real busy in real life, but, um, you know, shit don't last forever. So 
here I am bored again. And, uh, and uh, we're picking this thing right back off season three here. I think, I think season, yeah. uh, I don't, I don't, I don't quite know where the difference between season one and two was, yes, but I, I mean, I think it was just season one. I was by myself acting like I knew what I was doing. I actually had some <laughs> cool guests. I don't know how, Yeah, you did. but then I was like, all right, you know, you jumped in and made it relevant, you know, nobody, so people didn't have to listen to me the whole time. And here we are, you know, uh, a year removed from season two. So, you know, we're just kind of making it happen. And like I said, I mean, you and I have gone back and forth text. Uh, Zach Max, like the original OG here, I guess the original OG, isn't that what the OG is? But, uh, but we're back. We're, we're going to get this thing going. I'm excited for it. Um, a lot to talk about because sports are happening. I mean, obviously, sports have happened for a while. You got college football, you got uh, college basketball. I mean, obviously, the, the Braves World Series champs were a little removed from that. Um, I guess, really, uh, you know, what I guess, really, just, just to like kick it off, what, what are some of the things, you know, like what did you do this summer? I mean, what 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 kept you occupied this summer? Well, before we get into me, I want to ask. Uh, well, first off, how are you doing? Because uh, um, you also added a. Uh, I think since the last time we had a show, you added another person to your family. So how's that going? Yeah, good actually. Yeah, I've got a, a son and a daughter. Obviously, actually, to tell you the truth, he was a uh, he was born four twenty. Um, no so, way. So he's a four twenty baby in in the middle of COVID. So actually, to tell you the truth, you know, this April he'll be two. So it's hard to believe that. Uh, I'll have a four-year-old and a two-year-old, but that's kind of removed me from doing a lot of this stuff because uh, I was literally just laying upstairs with my daughter saying, you know, I, I tried to lay her down at my eight o'clock and at, at, you know, 845, she's still looking at me in the eyes. Like, I was like, I got to go downstairs. Like, I got to, you know, like, like <laughs> well, you gotta she, get going, she's so. four years old. Is she like, so I'm trying to think, like, I obviously I don't remember being four years old, but is she like, is she helping at all with the the son? What's your son's name, by the way? His name's Rowan and her name's Remy. So, I mean, helping or antagonizing, I guess they go kind of hand in hand. (laughs) But, I mean, she she can definitely, definitely be a help. Um, But actually, to tell you the truth, we're we're getting ready. We're going to be taking our first family vacation. We're going to take them to Florida. So, she's a little amped up on that. We're getting her squared away. Uh, We're going to be – my wife was like, "Ah, let's just drive. And I said, have you been in the car with these kids for over an hour? I said, I'm not doing it for like 18 hours. So, so we're gonna fly. This will be our first trip. So so it'll be interesting to see, kind of what happens. But uh, but yeah, she she is a big help. Um, she volunteered to yeah. change any diapers yet? Uh, no, you know she. I mean, she <laughs> likes to to you know like kind of stare, knowing that he's uh he's built a little differently than her. So, yeah. Yeah. so you know one of those things. But overall, yeah, yeah, she's a lot of help. But uh, but yeah, I mean, it's life. Life is crazy. Life is different. Um. It's, it's hard to believe how, you know, adding, you know, I, I added one kid and I was like, man, this is crazy. And nobody, nobody told me that one to two kids was like a hundred times <laughs> worse. And everybody says, yeah, you, I mean, you might as well just keep adding cause it doesn't change, but, but no, uh, love, love the family, love what I do, uh, being afforded the opportunity to, to do this now that they're a little older that I can actually come down here and they're not babies and stuff like that. So it's, so it's kind of cool, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, what about you, man? You've been with your, I figured you'd be like married, you know, 10 kids by now, you know, I mean, your, oh, yeah. your girls are watching this like, uh, you know, yeah, you know, this dick, you know, but <laughs> what about you, man? Uh, no, we're getting there, man. It's, 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 um, saving up money for that ring. Um, I would normally be a little quieter about it, but she knows about it. So, um, she helps me 
pick it out because I don't want to make any mistakes. You know how that goes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, we're moving to uh, Tampa actually here at the end of January. Um, so cool. Uh, trying to get to that city of champions down there. Uh, Tom, the, I don't know if you know, but the soccer team actually just, I think it was the finals. They just lost. Yeah. Lost it on. So yeah, the Tampa Bay Roddies. Um, so I was, I'm keeping tabs on the shit, man. This Tampa's going to be the new hometown. We're going to be, um, up in the, up in the sports scene a little bit. I'm going to miss Memphis. Um, obviously cool scene, what they got going on here with the Grizzlies and John Brandt and stuff like that. But, um, there's just, there's just not enough sports here. So, yeah, and obviously uh, back-to-back Bolts championships, you know. Yeah. It, it's it's it, it, obviously anybody that's watched this, Zach and I are are, are big Detroit sports fans. Um so we always go into a little rant on those, you know. So I'm sure we'll talk we'll talk a little Red Wings hockey, you know, maybe a little glimmer of hope uh for Detroit, you know, in, in any kind of Detroit sports. And then obviously we got the the Pistons still. Uh we still got the uh the Lions, uh, which I'm not sure if they're still around, who knows what's going on with them, but uh but uh, and then uh, you know, I mean, Tigers maybe maybe a little hope, but uh, but now we'll, we'll turn it over to you. Summer though, so like we're we're getting back together, seeing what's going on. You know, summer. You know, obviously that's kind of when we started t- texting and stuff. You know, what were you what were you doing to fill the void? What were you? Uh, you, you told me you were uh, there's yeah, something yeah. that you really you you watched a lot of. Yeah, so we went to uh, this summer. We went to the the lake house quite a bit, and. Um, you know, cause I wasn't, wasn't with belly up anymore. So it was like, I kind of didn't really have much to do. And I don't, I mean, anybody who has listened to watch this show before knows I'm not going to fucking turn on baseball. Okay. So it's the middle of summer and, and uh, I found cornhole on ESPN. I think it was some Johnsonville something tournament might've been 4th of July thing that they had going on. And Dude, we were getting so in because it's like a weekend event. So you turn it on Friday and like they're playing like solos or whatever. And you're like learning some of the and like these dudes throw unreal bags. Like like I'm pretty good at cornhole, but these guys are like four bagging this shit on on command. <laughs> like and they'll like purposely not four bag as like a strategy. It, it's it's some dumb shit. But anyways. They're on on Friday, and then on like on Saturdays they come out and they do doubles. So now you're like all these dudes you learned on Friday are teaming up with each other, and then and then Sunday is like co-ed. So then like the girls are playing with the guys, and it's just it's dude. It was far more riveting than any baseball game I've watched in the last ten years. <laughs> I, I'm I, I'm sure you you always any opportunity you have to shit on baseball you'll definitely take it though. But but I have I mean every once in a while and I'm not saying like I'll sit there and just like watch it but but it, it's kind of like you know darts or something like that. You think like you yeah. you go to the bar and you're like you throw some darts and like man you even get close to the balls you're like man that's a good shot, dude. Between cornhole darts or any kind of specialty, you know these dudes are just like peeling it back and like like you said you know just straight ringers like. Like we went, I went to the, uh, you know, you and I were talking, I went to the Ohio state, Michigan state game. Um, and after the game, we went to the bar and we're like, you know, we're, I mean, I'm in my thirties now and my buddy that was there, he's in his thirties and we're like, let's, let's hustle some college kids in some pool. So we're playing some pool and we're just acting like we had no clue how to play pool. Like just, you know, everything. So then these dudes are like, Oh yeah. Uh, they put some, put some money up. We're like, what do you guys want to play for? And they're like, uh, well, let's play for beers. And we just ran them. And I'm not saying it by any means, <laughs> that good, but, but it's just funny. Like how, like you look at these guys and, 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 if they they take to a, a certain sporting event or whatever like that, they they hone their skills and it's just like crazy how these dudes just just I mean just keep bagging it like you said and 
and I, I don't know necessarily if I could sit there and watch it all day long, but but uh, I'm sure you know you not being a baseball uh, huge supporter and stuff like that it probably wasn't too hard for you. But bro, it's so see. funny too because they're like it's it's such an amateur level that like they're doing like even the <laughs> between game interviews. Like these people don't know how to act in an interview, you know. Like they're not athletes, like they're not trained for this. These dudes so, are just out drinking beer. Yeah, and and the crazy thing is, is you're right. Like they're straight ringers. Like they're they're hitting football. Like when this when cornhole gets big, like you think ten. Like this shit's like a few years old. Like the cornhole league's been around for like I think decades, but it was never huge. But it's like now exponentially growing. You know, like any sport does. <coughs> but when this thing is like ten years down the road. These people are going to be so like damn good at this shit, and they're going to be holding like professional interviews. It's it's going to get hilarious. So I'm like that's what I'm saying. Watch it now. These people say the stupidest shit in their interviews. Watch it evolve. You're like yeah. You're like you've never said ten sentences to another human in your life. Like you, it's just you and the bags back home. So then going from your your summer, watching cornhole, like we 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 keep uh reiterating you know not the, not the biggest baseball fan obviously uh, we got to touch on the Braves winning the World Series did you watch a lick of the playoffs did you watch any of the World Series did you did you really get into it being that the Braves maybe not be the normal team and, and I think more more of America were like okay this is a different team a young team kind of kind of rally behind did you did you feel yourself tuning in a little more Oh yeah, dude. I watched the uh, I watched the eighth inning of Game Three. I think that was the only inning that I watched uh, of the entire <laughs> postseason. Uh, but it was on. It was on at some wedding shower I was at that I didn't want to be at, and uh, <clears throat> all the dudes were in the back. Um, I didn't know any of them, but they they got the you know they got hundreds, probably thousands of dollars on this game because they're I don't know what dude. Some of them some of them are root for the Braves, some of them are root for the Astros, but. Uh, I mean, I thought it was like it was funny because like obviously nobody wants the Astros to win, but then like it didn't seem like baseball wanted the Braves to win. They took like because they took the what, what the All Star game out of Atlanta, and then so it was everyone was like they took the All Star game like they're trying to take our World Series too. But so I don't know. It just felt like it was like too like no like everybody outside of Texas is like fuck the Astros, but then like. Everyone inside Major League Baseball's organization higher ups is like fuck the Braves. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, man, I was rooting for the Braves because it's like you don't normally see them there. So, and absolutely, and you know it's it's a uh, it's funny. You know, baseball was so different now. Whether you saw it today or not, you know, as of today, the the new season for baseball is, is in a lockout right now. They they declared a lockout I saw today. That. Um, you know, first day, and the commissioner pretty much came out and said, you know. He's, he's blaming the players because these guys are taking so much money and stuff like that and essentially causing for the lockout. Well, obviously, these guys knew the lockout was coming. So, yeah, they're going to reach for every penny they can get. You know, a lot of you see a lot of these big name guys that, you know, obviously you had the Trouts and stuff like that that signed big contracts in their, their original uh, teams. But then you see these other guys that, you know, like, like Verlaine, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, Scherzer, you know, Scherzer, you know, I feel like he, he's bounced around. He's got his, he hasn't had the, 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com like those really long contracts, but he's got his money. And then, you know, he bounces around again. And, and you know, there was talk about Verlander coming back to Detroit. And, you know, that kind of got me excited for a minute. And then all of a sudden he resigns. And, you know, these guys are – but that's what baseball has been about. Baseball has been about the money. That's one of the few – I shouldn't say the few leagues because all these guys are making millions. But, but I mean, these contracts are so out of – like out, outlandish. Like what, what does baseball think that they're getting into, you know? And – and not to keep talking about baseball because, yeah, baseball, like you and I are Tigers fans. I think there's a little bit of hope this year. I think Hinch did a good job with a, a young roster last year and a lot of fun. And it'll, it'll be exciting to see that these young guys that we have, these prospects come and really play. But, but who knows what's going to happen with baseball? It's still, you know, the first day of a lockout per se. Uh, we're not even talking, you know, spring training and stuff yet, although technically it could be right around the corner. So, so we'll see. Um, but kind of keeping it with uh, Atlanta. Wait, um, wait, wait, wait. Before you move on, did I see, and I just thought of this yesterday. I think I saw it yesterday when I was in class. Did Javi Baez go to the Tigers? I, I don't know. If, actually, to tell you the truth, I haven't checked. I know he was like, because they were after Correa, uh, but then they were like high on Baez because they didn't think they'd get him, but everybody was like so open down the Detroit media. I haven't seen. I saw a video I don't know if it was real, but I could have sworn it was Baez wearing a Tiger's hat saying, like, bro, I'm about to Google it right now. <laughs> I know. It's so bad. that that That's how, like, out of tune it's been with Detroit sports because there's nothing to look forward to in Detroit at this point. Yeah, bro. Like, he, yeah, he's on the Tigers. He did sign? Okay. Well, I mean, that tells you how much I, you know, I, I pay attention to. But, he, he but it's like he literally thinks, uh, he thinks what's Miguel, that? Uh, let's see if you agree with him. He said he thinks Miguel Cabrera's mentorship can take him to the next level. I think he could because he had tons of potential, but that was a knock on him once he got traded from or once he left the Mets and the Cubs or in between, you know, he had a really good slash with uh, the first part of the season that really went downhill. So, I mean, maybe, I mean, it definitely can't hurt the Tigers to to bring a name in. And, yeah. and we all know Miggy's always been a shell of himself, but God loves Miggy. And that's one of the best things that ever happened to Detroit. So honestly, but, when uh, I saw that, I was surprised that no – like I know, obviously Detroit is not a very uh, fun destination yeah. or or place for somebody to go play, but I'm surprised nobody, but like before Bias took advantage of Cabrera being here. Like I feel like he's a hitter you would want to learn from. Oh yeah. So and he'll but, definitely, no matter how old he gets and how beefy he gets, <laughs> he's always gonna. I mean, if he's behind you, he's going to protect you as a hitter, regardless of what he's batting, because people know what he can essentially do. So, so yeah, there's got to be some protection. You're going to learn, and and I I I, I like the the signing. 
uh, I, like I said, I, I knew that there was rumblings of, I didn't know what happened. So that that's good breaking news about what a week late for us here, you know? So, um, yeah. but, uh, but yeah, either way. So, but, uh, but how, do like I put, I said, how do I put a little sliding band? I'm going to put it breaking news, Happy breaking news. And they're like, yeah, this episode was uh, 10 days ago. And, you know, so, but, uh, but anyway, so like I said, transitioning into our next phase, um, go from uh, one Georgia to the next Georgia NCAA football, um, you know, the Buckeyes took one this week, this past weekend after they uh, dominated Sparty. Oh, uh, that's right. I was getting... supposed to uh, – uh, I'll cut it in. Yeah, no, you're good. You're that. good. It's all good. I, you know, after Shit. after that – after about the second quarter at the game, um, I said, you know, Ohio State's got to forget about this game and got to start preparing for Michigan. And and look what happens. We get they it. They listen to you. They should have listened to you. Yeah, so I, I – and I'm not saying by any means Ohio State was going to beat Georgia. I thought that their offense matched up pretty well against the defense, but they played like crap against Michigan. But, I mean, realistically, even the Bamas in the world, I mean, I, I, I'm i not saying – there's no way in hell Cincinnati, no way Notre Dame, any of these other teams, Michigan, not even Michigan. I mean, do, is there is there a team right now that you – do you think it – do you think it's Georgia's championship to just walk through? Dude, I do. I've I've thought that ever since uh Alabama lost to uh what was it, AM by three, I yeah. think. And yeah, it was and Georgia like hasn't like we even saw it again with Alabama against Auburn. And and people could say, you know, rivalry games are different all they want. And I would accept that answer if it was like thirty to thirty, but this shit was like ten to ten. And like, you know, yeah. Alabama still yeah. got to put a point. point. The bad is- thing is, the bad <laughs> thing is, is okay. So after Ohio State was just embarrassed by Michigan, you know, obviously it was an early day. You know, I was I was pouring down the seltzers. You know, feeling pretty good after that twelve pack of seltzers. Um, so we get to the the Alabama game. I'm like, you know what? The only thing that can make me feel better is Alabama's going to lose. So third quarter, the end of the third quarter, going to the fourth quarter, I said, you know what? I'm going home. I was over at some friend's house. I was like, I'm going home. You know, Alabama's going to lose this game. I wake up the next day. My sister is now she's in that. She goes to Alabama. She is uh, she's on staff for Alabama. She sets up all the tailgates, all the events. And all she said was like six o'clock in the morning. Like, did you see that Bama game? And I'm like, son of a bitch. I didn't have to check. I knew they, they uh. won somehow. And that just ruined it that much more. But I don't, I, I don't think, I don't think there's a team. That matches up with them at all. And and I'm not even saying, like I said, I don't think Ohio, I think offensively that was the only thing I was thinking, Ohio State's offense. Ohio State's defense was putrid. But I I mean, yeah, it's going to be a feel-good story if Cincinnati can make it. Uh, I just, I still don't think Notre Dame is ever that good of a team, even when they're outside the top five. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, you got those other teams kind of floating around. Bama will be there. But, like, I just, I, I feel you. I, I That's. Dude, I you want to hear something bad. crazy? You want to hear something What's that? crazy? I think that Michigan might be able to beat Georgia. Uh, really? I, just, just. I think like Georgia is so good, and but like the way Michigan ran the ball on Ohio State, like, and I also I also want to make it clear that I don't like. There's no way Michigan State should have beat Michigan. Like Michigan, I think is a way better team. I think Michigan is a way better team than people even still think that they are. Yeah. Like, and, and if they could run the ball on. Georgia like so here's like because I I I also like Ohio if Ohio State was matched up with Georgia they Ohio State likes to spread the ball 
they like throw it left and right. And then once they get the guys spread, they'll throw it over the top. Right. It's like, like that's what Ohio state is. And like I, George is too fast. Their defense is too fast for that. But like, if Michigan just keeps running the ball down the middle, like, it, like it, it, it's going to be like a six to three game. And like Michigan could be the one of six. Like, I feel like that, that win against Ohio state, like instantly revitalized that program. Like instantly oh, yeah. made that program, and that's what they were working for all year. It was yeah. And so they the kind of overlooked the Michigan State game because yeah, yeah, absolutely. Their whole motto was like, "What are you doing today to beat Ohio State?" Yeah, and it's like, and and I think it gave them their swagger back. And honestly, to tell you the truth, I think it's going to help them for the next couple of years. You know, everyone was questioning the 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 long term contract for Harbaugh before he did anything. Now he beat Ohio State. Um, I think you know, Michigan exactly beat Alabama, but yeah, I mean. Yeah, so I, I mean, they they definitely controlled they controlled the ball or controlled. I mean, obviously on offense, if they can pound like that, they had no problem against Ohio State. You got two great running backs. Obviously, that that one could just lit lit us up. But uh, but yeah, I'm kind of with you. I don't necessarily know that. I mean, I, I think Ohio or I mean Michigan, if they play them, I think they would probably be the best matchup because they can try to control the clock and not let Georgia on the field as much and and kind of keep it. And it's going to be whatever defense is going to essentially stop you. But I don't even think Alabama is going to have an answer. And like I said, there's, there's nothing about Cincinnati. There's nothing about Notre Dame or any of those teams sitting in the wing that, that really excite me. Who who do you think is going to be, who who is the the four in? I mean, like, I mean, Georgia, Alabama, you think Georgia wins? The championship. Yeah, but the, the thing is, is like, okay, so so say Georgia wins that. Okay, Alabama's got two losses. So that almost means that that just alleviates that. So then you're going to slide up Cincinnati and Notre Dame as what, Oklahoma State? or I think Cincinnati's also going to lose. I think Cincinnati's going to lose to Houston. And I think nobody's considering that that might happen, and I think it's going to happen. Uh, and then I think Michigan – I think Michigan takes care of Iowa. Um, and then – yeah, so it's so then it's Georgia, Michigan. I think Oklahoma State beats Baylor. I think so. Oklahoma State's in at three, and it, and then it might be Ohio State. Like unless they put Notre Dame in there. Well, I mean, I, I don't know. I guess a, a, you think a two-loss Ohio State would jump over Notre Dame because because of the, not having a conference championship. Could hurt them, but obviously Ohio State's not playing in a conference championship. So, obviously, that we know the NCAA is all about money. So, Ohio State sells tickets, Alabama sells tickets, Georgia, you know, Notre Dame is they've got their own TV deals that really don't do a whole lot for the NCAA. Cincinnati's they'll have a big draw, but they're not gonna, you know, I mean, it's not national. So, yeah, it'll it'll be interesting, but I but I think regardless of how it plays out. Georgia just walks through it. I think so too. I th- it's definitely Georgia's to lose. Um, I just, I just hope that it's. I I really hope that it's not like. But it's just so hard <laughs> to hope that it's not. But. But anyways, yeah, we'll we'll see. It'll it'll be crazy to see. Obviously, uh, not the outcome myself as an Ohio State fan, obviously you as a Michigan State fan, but there's a lot of different variables. Uh, definitely, I feel like no matter what, there's always a case to expand the playoffs. Even when they're like, oh, yeah, we got it right. There's something that happens that they're just like egg on their face, you know, 
And, and you know, is this that like going to be that year where, like, like you said, you know, Cincinnati slides in all these other teams that just essentially slide in just by default, essentially. And I, I don't mean default that they're not good or they they're not undefeated, but you know, based off of strength of schedule and all different you know different things, there's so many different variables. But that's here nor there. So um, transitioning to the next uh, uh, NCAA, essentially NCAA basketball. Uh, did you watch uh, Ohio State Duke last night? You get you tune in to any of that, dude? The, oh, was that two nights ago? Two nights ago. I'm sorry. Yeah. You know that that kind of took the sting at least out of the Ohio State football a little bit. You know, kind of unexpected. Another one of those games where I was watching Ohio State and there's a three on one fast break and and uh, you know these guys were rather than cutting to the hoop, they just ran out to the wing and I'm like, Ohio State is never going to win this game. Turned it off and boom, next morning they win. So. <laughs> But basketball is very different. You can, Bro, you got a habit of turning games off and then, and then, and yeah, at and this point, different. I mean, I just might as well shoot myself on the foot and expect it. But, but uh, I mean, basketball is so much, so much different. I, I mean, obviously a lot longer season, so you can lose early. The number one seed means absolutely nothing at this point. Duke, I mean, you see it all the time. Not, I mean, I don't, I don't have any high expectations for, for Ohio State. And honestly, to tell you the truth, I haven't followed a whole lot of college basketball, but I saw the other night, uh, who was it? Was it Texas or who was it that played in the in the small gym and just invited their uh, their uh, student section only? They played in like the the field house nice. or where the where the uh, where the uh, volleyball. I team did not played. hear about this. It was sweet and it was like real tiny, and they invited only the students, and so they let all the students in, and it was it was rocking, man, because the the student section. I mean, all those seats and everything were pretty much over the the state over the uh, basketball court. God, I, I I almost think that was Texas, but it was. It was awesome to see. It's it's cool to see all these schools, different things that they're doing, um, you know, like just to, to change the atmosphere. Basketball is a lot of fun as far as, um, you know, how, how, how they organize things and, and how they try to keep it kind of creative. Uh, you know, I mean, obviously football, they do the whiteout, the, the scarlet and, you know, different, different things. And, and basketball does a lot of those things, but I, I, I mean, I'm sorry, football does a lot of those things, but I think basketball is really cool and how I feel like the coaches really get involved. But but what's your take? I know it's it's very early. You watch any uh, college basketball this year? Are you, are you excited to watch any basketball? Yeah, so it seemed like – I mean, it seemed like I had a 1,000 little mini tournaments going on at the beginning of this yeah. year, which is There cool. always is, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, the Big Ten ACC Challenge, like you talked about, the Duke-Ohio State, and there was um, – I watched the Michigan State-Louisville game. Um, the uh, Nebraska NC State game that went to like four overtimes last night that wouldn't end like that that these these college basketball games with bands back like there is like college football is cool right like Saturday is a cool scene when you got all the fans like especially these big name schools but it's a little different in college when it's like an enclosed gym and the entire gym is hopping and like it, and it's and it's like. You got college players throwing up heat checks like nobody's oh, yeah. nobody's holding anyone accountable. Like it's it's such a great atmosphere. It's like anytime like you could get two unranked teams in college basketball. Like and as long as they're like big schools, like uh, I can't remember a game that it was a uh, 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 Virginia was playing Iowa, I think, and I was just like 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Maryland sports fans, there's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years' experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I 270 and MD 85 in Frederick, right next to Long Shots Off Track Betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1 800 GAM. I'm going to turn this on because it's like there's two big schools. They're unranked, but they're playing each other and they're both like five and one or something like that. And, and every now and then you flip one on Dick Vitale's on there. And it's just like you got his voice and, and the crowd's going crazy. It's just like after the years of COVID, you forgot like how fun college yeah. basketball was. And and I really think like these like it's getting it's like you said, Ohio State, like like I think like any team in the Big Ten or any team in the ACC or like any team in one of those big conferences has a chance because we've had two years of like you're not like you could scout a team, but it's like you don't know if it's like actually yeah. their, their team or like what they were doing during COVID and stuff like that. So it's just like it's like everyone's got a shot again and like all yeah. the students think- are back in the crowd. Before COVID too, didn't you? You went to a few Memphis games. You got old Hardaway there. You know that. That's a. I mean, obviously, what what was that about two years ago? Memphis was football, basketball. I mean, that was probably. I mean, it's still a great sporting, you know, area. But I mean, you, you guys had it really good then, and I mean, you guys got some great recruiting classes and stuff like that. So a lot to look forward to. I know you'll be moving, but but you're in a good area for for the up and coming sports. I know it's a great area for like you know, our age, you know, for people to settle down and, and really be a part of that community and stuff like that. But, but like you said, in kind of what I alluded to, you know, it doesn't matter rankings early in the season right. because I, I feel like it's like big 10 football, uh, big 10 football. They just beat the shit out of each other. Like, and that's the same thing with college basketball. They just beat the crap out of each other. And, you know, eventually someone with three or four losses is going to be, you know, up there in that top 10, you know, I, I very rarely do you do you see any of those one loss, two loss teams. I know you had Zaga, even Zaga, Gonzaga lost the other night. You know, like yeah. you don't have those teams that just run the table like that anymore. Like you, like you said, I think that there is a lot that goes into that. Like you don't get to see those those teams play night after night, year after year, and and you know these young freshmen work their way up. So so you really are dealt like a hand that you don't know you know, what, what's going to happen. So, so coaching has a lot to do with it. A lot of the matchups and stuff like that. So, so I think actually to tell you the truth, I think matchups and coaching has a lot to do with, yeah. you know, getting these kids right. And then you'll see later in the season, just extra, like the normal, uh, just the talent level takeover and stuff like that. Yeah. For sure. But uh, yeah, college basketball, it's one of those things that, uh, you know, it's kind of like baseball. I, I've always loved baseball, but it's it's been hard to watch baseball recently. I didn't even lo- watch a lot of postseason, but usually college basketball, like you said, they start with so many tournaments. It, it's hard to get into middle of season, you know, around March Madness, everyone gets into it. <laughs> so so we'll see. Uh, that's really when I start tuning in. But uh, but yeah, in, in general, uh, college football, college basketball. 
to see stand to to see people in the crowd. I mean, I know this is. I mean, we're talking COVID has been two years ago, but to still to still see it, and even though we've had NFL games and every other games, it's still. I think there's just something different about college sporting events and stuff like that. Seeing that that fan base and the capacity and stuff like that. So, um, with that being said, man, we'll, we'll switch to, to football. There's a game on. Uh, you know, football. Let's talk some yes. football. So. I sat at home or I sat up with my family on Thanksgiving uh, watching the Lions and everyone was like, Mike, you nervous? And I, and this was towards the end of the game. I said, no. I said, I know exactly what's going to happen. I said, I don't get nervous. I said, I'm just numb to it. I said, you don't get nervous. Like, we're literally going to lose. They're going to kick a field goal. We're going to do something. <coughs> and exactly. <coughs> we take an ill-advised timeout. Whatever happens, we get penalized. Literally, at one point, we were across the 50, and then we got what, four penalties in a row, and it took us back to the 20-yard line, like on the final drive for the Lions. And it's just like, you know, like it, it's almost like I'm embarrassed to be a fan. I'm embarrassed that I am a fan. Not, not the, I'm not embarrassed for the Detroit Lions. I'm embarrassed I am a fan. The fact that I still wake up, and this Sunday I'm like, you know, granted, DeAndre Swift's not playing, you know, and I'm still like, you know, I still want to tune in and just see, but I'm embarrassed. Like, like there's a lot of good things in my life. Like I was blessed with a lot of good things, but I'm a Detroit fan. Like, like it's embarrassing. And and I still, I I do it to myself, but, but I mean, really with that being said, not, not so much on a tangent of Detroit, you got anybody that's really looking like a Super Bowl contender this year? You got two teams, maybe four teams that you're really looking at because I feel like this year's football season, <clears throat> with injuries and everything, is it's just been flipped upside down, man. Yeah. Okay. So before I get into the Super Bowl contenders, I want to want to talk about Thanksgiving Day too because <laughs> I was like, you know, you get, I was with my family and you know I had this uncle who is like I won't say his name, but he, you know he's pessimistic, but he's not. He's he's, he's if you're pessimistic about the Lions, you're also realistic. Okay, so if you're pe- yeah. if you're pes- if you're a pessimist, you're also a realist, right? Okay, so he's like the whole time he's like, no, just watch, just watch. Uh, oh, uh, wait, it's it's like Lions take a one point lead or something, something stupid or or or, or yeah, fourteen thirteen, something like yeah. that. I I don't know and. Uh, just you wait, you know, that's all you hear from just you wait. He was not wavering in confidence at all. And, you know, sure enough, field goal comes. You're right, though. We're just numb to it at this point. And I've got my girlfriend, who's a Chicago Bears fan. In the four four years that we've been dating, these two teams have played each other on Thanksgiving three times. And the Bears are three and zero three times. Well, speaking and, of which, I think didn't I see you your family featured on Sunday Night Football on their Twitter or was what was that on? Yeah, yeah. Did you, <laughs> they were asking for photos of uh, uh, people that did holiday football family traditions. I butchered that order of those words, but you, you get the gist <laughs> of it. And uh, so I submitted some in there. Yeah, they so they threw us on the on the tweet. I don't know if they. I went outside and played catch at halftime, so I didn't see if they showed the pictures up at halftime or not. Uh, I didn't see. I don't know, but I did see that they were on Twitter. So yes, we we lived through it together. We we continue to do it. Uh, we don't have to worry about the Lions being a Super Bowl contender anytime soon. Obviously, like I said, uh, Saints uh, Cowboys are playing, but again, Kansas City, Tennessee. I mean, the teams that you you would expect to kind of roll through have kind of had struggles. You've seen glimpses with Kansas city. 
Uh, I mean, Dallas was supposed to be significantly better. They've gone back and forth. You know, you, you've got Minnesota up there, and then all of a sudden they'll take a, a stupid loss. And Green Bay, you know, I mean, is there is there some is there a team that really sticks out to you that you just think, yeah, I'm gonna go all in on this team, or are there a couple teams? Uh, I like the Cardinals personally. Yeah. Um, Even with uh, uh, Kyler Murray injury, they're still chugging along. Yeah. Um, about three <laughs> weeks ago, I put I put money on them to win the Super Bowl. Um, so that's just kind of who I'm sticking with, and I'm gonna ride it out for the season. Um, I, dude, but the, I think there's like I think there's some other teams that could win the Super Bowl this year. I mean, obviously the Chiefs, I think the Buccaneers um, that you could throw into the conversation at all times because they've got Mahomes and and uh, uh, Brady. The Cowboys, I think, legitimately, if if they don't like get in their own way, could have a shot at the Super Bowl. Um, and the, the, dude, I want to say the char, I really want to like, I want to say the chargers, but it's like, they, they'll go back and forth and they'll be like, yeah, no, here's a reason why you shouldn't say the chargers. (laughs) Um, And then next week they'll be like, oh, but wait a minute here. This is why you should say the chargers. So, uh, I'm, I'm really just like, I'm sticking with. The Cardinals, and I'm also want to say that I don't think there's a chance the Rams can win the Super Bowl. Uh, I've seen so. I mean, love him, hate him, Stafford. I think as a Detroit fan, you got that special place in your heart, mm-hmm. and I feel like everybody was rooting for him when they were like on that six game win streak, and now he's lost like three in a low row. And I feel like Detroit is kind of laughing at him too, like kind of like I, I don't know. I kind of get that sense. I've seen all those memes where they compare like Detroit to. to Detroit and golf and Stafford and golf and you know, all that stuff. And yeah, I do, they're all in for sure, man. I, I don't, I don't envy anybody that inherits that team in the next couple of years. Cause they've got absolutely nothing but contract issues, no picks. But I, I do feel like, like I said, I feel like it's so wide open, but I feel like once we finally get to that point, it's going to be the normal teams uh, making the playoffs, beating each other up. And then I, I do like the Cardinals. I, I don't know if, I mean, may, honestly, to tell you the truth, you know, with, with Kyler getting healthy and stuff like coming back, maybe that's what they're doing. Hey, we're winning. We're just going to keep make sure he's healthy, less reps, you know, keep him healthy for a long playoff run. Um, James Conner has been pretty much revitalized in that offense, you know, leaving Pittsburgh. I picked him up in a fantasy league just kind of on a whim as like, uh, you know, a plug-and-play guy, and now I can't not start him. So I, I definitely think they have the talent. And it's hard to believe, you know, got they got AJ Green and stuff like that. You don't even think about that, but yeah. but yeah, I mean, for they some JJ Watt, like did, did yeah, you know that, did you know that JJ had, Watt? Uh, I think season-ending surgery too. But uh, but either way, I I just feel like honestly to tell you the truth, when when you hear the name Aaron Rodgers, like what do you think? The Packers. But I mean that that's all you think. You don't think like. Like, no, yeah. If that. you say Aaron Rodgers, that's all I think is Packers. Like honestly, seriously, Maybe I don't know. State I just, Farm. Maybe. I just feel like that dude is like so loony right now that he's just gonna roll through and win a championship. Dude, I hope not. Dude, I that would that would literally that's the only way the NFL could torture me is if Aaron Rodgers runs through the playoffs and is like nine playoff touchdowns and no interceptions and and is like winning every game thirty eight to thirteen. Like, <laughs> dude, oh my just, god. I just feel like we're so set up for it because so many people were so annoyed by Aaron Rodgers and, you know, 
the team was really going to, you know, tell him, hey, you know, we're not going to trade you. We're going to hold you, blah, blah, blah. And then all this COVID stuff. And, and, and speaking of COVID stuff, you know, he he doesn't – Aaron Rodgers doesn't necessarily say he's been vaccinated, but he alludes to being vaccinated. Now he's not. And then we see Antonio Brown, which is a totally different side of things, who actually came up with a false uh, yeah, did that? Did that ever like? Card. Was it actually proved that it was false? He got suspended today. Yeah, for oh three games. God. So I'm like, <laughs> like Tampa Bay was one of the first teams that came out and said, you know, hey, we're completely vaccinated. We're 100. percent You know, dude, dude, of course, say, leave it you, to Antonio Brown. You know what's funny about that is they never would. You know what? They probably did know actually when they when he he turned it. They probably knew and they were like, and you that's know what I'm saying, like. But I mean, does does it surprise you that it's Antonio Brown that that? Like, does no, it, it like, doesn't. What well, the the funny part to me is that if this whistleblower never said shit, then it ne- nobody ever would have known. <laughs> that entire team. I guess there was like two or three people on the team, but regardless, I mean, just I just I don't know, man. It's just it's crazy the way sports are. I feel like there's always a storyline in sports, and it plays out, and it just it adds viewership and. You know, it's just it's just unbelievable, man. I mean, look at like I said, we were talking two years ago, like we didn't have sports and we were trying to make a show and we were just like talking about like movie topics, our top movies and our top, you know, different things. And and it's like, dude, people don't realize like how good we have it when we have sports and how much people's lives actually revolve around sports, whether you like it or not, you know you know, there's certain things that people cannot stand about sports, but you know what? They can't stand that sport, but they know everything about it or they know what's going on. And it's still something that really irks them. So either way, I, I agree. I know this was about uh super bowl contenders and stuff like that. I think Arizona could have a really good chance, but I, I don't know why I just had this urge in me, this, this pit in my stomach that makes me sick that Aaron Rodgers is going to run through it. God, dude, don't say that. That makes me sick. You know what? I also want to say, I think the Bengals, the, I think the Bengals could I love, I love watching them. They're, they're fun. Yeah, they're, they're, fun. they're young. They're relevant. That, that division is a mess. We've always, uh, I've always, I've never shined, uh, shied away from it. You know, I always had a, a soft spot for Baker Mayfield. And I still love the dude's swag, but I mean, at, at this point, that division is just so, so up and down. And and you know, Cleveland fans are one minute they want to burn Baker to the ground, next minute they want to sign him for the next ten years. And the the talking heads say, you know, you got to get rid of Baker, but there's nobody better than him essentially on that roster. So what do you do? And and this year, as a Lions fan, you know, we we kick the tires on golf. We got a big contract. He's not going anywhere, but. You know, it's probably not going to work out with golf, but there's nobody in this draft that I would really waste a, a high round pick on for quarterback, you know. So same thing with the Browns, you know, you're not looking at quarterback. So it, it's going to be interesting this offseason. Did but, you uh, watch that like, Ravens, that Ravens-Browns game? Oh, that? yeah. Was yeah. that a Monday night game? Uh, no, Sunday night game? or Sunday night, Sunday night, or something like that. Know. Yeah, Sunday. Uh, Sunday. Baker, yeah. Baker well, like, I know Baker's injured, but he looked terrible. Like, well, both of them. I mean, Lamar even looked terrible, yeah. and they were just like, uh, I don't know. I mean, I I guess those divisional games. I think are, the Ravens are, are huge pretenders. Like, I I think they might lose their first playoff game. Well, I mean, granted, they definitely they definitely have had their their share of injuries, but you got a former MVP at the quarterback. So, dude, they but, barely uh, beat the they beat the Lions on a record setting on a sixty. Like, yeah, and again, it, did Justin it surprise Tucker me? Is no. the best player on the Ravens. He yes, did the surprise me? No, I sat down in my basement. I said, "This isn't a record long kick." I said, "This is what's going to happen." 
everybody sets records against Detroit, and yep. that's exactly what happened. So, dude, I was on a I, okay. So this is our first episode, so I haven't told this story yet. I was on a plane, uh, from Utah to Memphis. Um, so yeah, Salt Lake to Memphis, direct flight. Um, watching the the Ravens Lions game. It was like week four, week three or four. Um, yeah. I get on the plane and right as we're like driving down the runway, uh, I'm I'm on the app and it's like uh, Ravens lining up for field goal, right? So I just I had like watched on the app, I kept updating the app in the yeah. airport. I saw the Lions score with like 30 seconds left, whatever. so I'm hyped, right? I'm wearing my it's Sunday at an airport. Of course, I'm wearing my Lions shit. Like let everyone know, and I'm on this flight and we take off. I don't see. It. No, you thought nothing the whole time. It's still like 14 30 or uh, seven, yeah, it still says 17 16. <laughs> I fucking land, I swipe down fucking 19 17. I was Update. like, You gotta be shitting me. <laughs> 66 yards, dude. Only in Detroit, but but whatever. So, I guess at least we can maybe try to take this out on a high note. So, so I kept, I kept the uh. This is your specialty. Zach's always been a hockey boy. You know, obviously, uh, Tampa Bay, you talk about moving Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay's got back-to-back titles. Uh, I'm sure, you, you know, you're heavily in tune to those. Uh, how are you feeling about them this year? Uh, do they do they have the roster makeup? Obviously, I haven't, I haven't really paid a whole lot outside of the Red Wings division, which that division is just anybody's. I mean, granted, it's, it's really early. But, I mean, uh, Tampa Bay, I mean, are, are they a team that could really – still make a heavy push this year or did they kind of run their run their route uh i think they could make a push i think if they won it would be more surprising yeah it would be like of the three it would be the most surprising of the three um i still think they're a playoff team my uh my girlfriend who i've talked about she's a she's at this point a diehard tampa bay lightning fan so um we started we started out this relationship four years ago. She didn't know a lick of hockey, and here we are. Um, she's a diehard fan of somebody. It's not the Red Wings, but we'll take the Lightning. It's not too bad. Um, we will probably either be season ticket holders or half-season ticket holders when we get there. Um, but, yeah, dude, I'm rooting for them. I think that uh, – I think that they've – I think a lot of teams got a shot this year, though. So, it's it's still – they're like 20 – just a shade over 20-some games in, so yeah. about a quarter of the way through the season. Um, some things got to shake out. We need the Red Wings to move up in the standings, which they obviously will do. So some teams will drop out. We just don't know which teams yet uh, <laughs> once the Red Wings are sitting first or second. No, so, I'm just kidding, probably third or fourth. Flipping the script here, Red Wings. Yeah. How are you – I mean, are you surprised? So or I got, do you think with that, that roster, that talent, that there was this potential? So have you? I gotta ask. Have you watched any Red Wings games? I've I've seen a, a very few. Okay. And usually I watch it when when the when the young kids are out on that. Which I mean they're all pretty yeah. young at this point. But yeah, that's when I usually watch the rotations, and then I'll flip through and stuff like that. But I've watched very limited. But I, I definitely keep up on the standings. Yeah. So they're. Uh, I mean they're a lot more exciting to watch this year than they yeah. were in the last two years. They were like, they were a high school team on ice the last couple of years. Um. This is like they're like fighting, like fighting for pucks. They're fight. They're winning small battles. They're winning small races. They're like, uh, I think. Um, okay, a prime example was they were down two nothing to the Capitals. Um, I can't remember what game this was, but uh, 
they ended up winning in overtime. So they pushed the game to overtime. They win it in overtime. And like the Red Wings last year or two years ago, like if you're down two nothing in the first period, like you're losing that game four to one, five to one. You know, it's like it's you know you shut that shit off. So it's good to see the the young guys are they're producing. You know, I don't think we're a playoff team this year. Uh, I, I would be super excited if we like if maybe we did sneak into the playoffs, but I don't think we win a playoff series. But it's it's nice to see Iserman gaining some traction. Yeah. early on and and like i i think like if you just watch them like they're noticeably a better hockey team than they have been the past couple of years what do you think about larkin as a captain and obviously the the situation that happened early in the season with, with larkin pretty much holding his ground and just clobbering uh what's would you get getting the suspension early <laughs> dude i like it i mean i think the thing with the, the tricky thing with larkin to me is um, I think if the Red Wings are going to win and win like within Larkin's like window of being yeah. a captain at the Red Wings, they're going to have to have a player on the team who's better than Larkin. And, I was going to say. And so he, he's got to come to grips with that, that he's eventually, if he wants to win, he can't be the best player on his team. And, and so, you know, doing things like that, stepping up, like you said, taking the suspension like, and, and just being a, being a leader as going further than just being the person who scores the most points on the ice, you know, I think is a huge step. Um, I don't think they have anybody yet who is better than Larkin. I, I mean, Bertuzzi's playing pretty good, but obviously, I mean, he's the only not vaccinated player in the NHL. So he's going to catch a lot of <laughs> flack, you know, but yeah, like, know. Sorry. <laughs> but, yeah, like, so it, you know, I they got a long ways to go, but the just just the small improvements they've shown. Like, I honestly think if they just keep progressing and don't get complacent, like they're gonna win a lot of cups when they hit their peak. Which I mean, may you're be, talking it may, it may not be yeah. till the end of Larkin's career, but but I, but like you're saying exactly, you're talking these 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 are kids. I mean, 18, 19, yeah. 20. I mean, they're I mean they're literally right off the high school. I mean, obviously high school for them and in 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 hockey what is a lot different than what we're used to here in our high schools but but i mean these are literally kids and and i agree with you 100 that larkin has to be that that guy that kind of, kind of sit there and control the team lead the team but you're going to have these young guys that are going to be you know kind of take the the burden mostly off of you and just be that score or you know the points and stuff like that but but i definitely think i, I pleasantly surprised i mean Granted, like you said, we're what a quarter of the way through. I mean, huge strides from last year. But if they can continue to build on it, don't you know? A, a, a cup's not necessarily right around the corner, but it's nice to see that you know you're hitting on these picks. Uh, you, you got these, and, and everybody's young. Essentially, we, we flipped over the roster. You know, I remember back in the day when we had Erickson and all these guys. Oh and like, my god, it was brutal. I mean, yeah. You're talking like these like tree trunks of people that couldn't move. And, you're like begging like five guys to retire. Yes, and that's what I'm saying. And like we went from like one of the oldest teams to essentially like the youngest team. So, but uh, but yeah, it, it's it's exciting to see, and it's hard to believe, you know, on the backside, you know, you got Ovi, who's what 36, 37, and and Sid the kid, he ain't he ain't the kid anymore. So no, yeah. it's, a, it's a new generation, you know. You got you know all the other guys, the, uh, the Maple Leafs, and all those guys got the young, you know, Matthews and all them. But it, it's cool to see kind of like that that turning the tide and stuff like that. Yeah, speaking of uh, speaking of new generation, um, I want to plug the Oilers real quick because, um, and I really want to like put a, a point of emphasis. You always on this. had a soft spot for the Oilers. Yeah, like, dude. Okay, so 
Connor McDavid, like, okay, if you're a hockey fan and you're listening to this, you've heard his name a thousand million times, okay? If you're not a hockey fan and you're listening to this, Connor McDavid is going to be one of those guys who, when we have, when we grow up, we're old and our hair is turning gray and we've got <laughs> kids and our kids have kids and they're watching sports and we're telling them stories about Tom Brady and how great he was and how we got to witness him and how they wish they could have witnessed him. Connor McDavid is going to be in this same conversation. The shit he does on the ice is insane. Like, I don't know how much hockey you watched back in the day. I know I've, I've always wished I could have watched Gretzky because I read about him all the time, all these books, these hockey books. And it's always like, like he was doing things on the ice that nobody else was doing. Right. Yeah. And that's what Connor McDavid is doing right now. And it sucks that hockey's not mainstream and you got to go buy the ESPN plus yeah. subscription bullshit. I'm telling you, it's worth it just to watch the Oilers games because McDavid is unreal. Drysaddle, who was also the other MVP of the last two years, McDavid won it last year. Drysaddle won also an amazing player, not quite like McDavid, not as dazzling, but still is like probably second best player in the NHL. Like, like literally, honestly, if McDavid wasn't on his team, he'd be carrying the team still. Absolutely. Like, I'm just telling people. Watch because you're gonna regret it when these guys retire and they're like they're already setting records. Like when they set records that like our kids' kids who want to be hockey players are like, did you watch Connor McDavid? And you're gonna be like, oh no, little Gregory the Fourth. I'm sorry, I was too fucking <laughs> lazy to get ESPN Plus, and and so no, I missed every single cool thing he ever did. I'm sorry. Go be uninspired, little Gregory. <laughs> Well, the best part about that is we usually end the shows with some kind of round table. So I feel like that was a great round table <laughs> topic there. I know you want to talk a little Oilers, but is there anything else uh, that we didn't touch on that you want to kind of get in here quick or uh, um, for, for the people because because everybody wanted it to happen? This is this is going to be weekly. We're going to be back weekly. So this isn't well, yeah. just kind of like a sporadic thing. So minus next week, though. Let let them know before you get their hopes up that you're not going to be here next week. I won't, but hey, maybe Zach can okay. carry the torch. Maybe we'll get it. I mean, whatever. We'll, we'll, we'll figure something out regardless. Okay. Maybe I'll just be sitting on a beach and say, hey, you know, I'm going to pop in. So, but, oh, okay, okay. Uh, but uh, no, <laughs> we're, we're definitely, uh, it, it's awesome to be back with, with Zach. He's, uh, He's always been my uh, man crush, you know. It's dude. I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to be here with you. This is this is a uh, great time. This is gonna be a fantastic. And, and it'll be show. Uh, it'll be fun to to watch, you know, through Zach's move to to see him in Tampa and, and kind of what's going on. So it's just it's just fun to being back doing this stuff again. Uh, we talked about you know kids and stuff like that. My kids are getting a little older, so it's nice to have the opportunities to to kind of get down here in the in the studio and and uh, record a few things. And uh, you know, we we just got to get like. Carter and all those other guys back, you know, the producer Carter. Carter, stuff. dude, where, what's, what's Carter up to, man? He's probably. Yeah, talk to him, but oh, gotta get the old God. band back together. But, but I'm just anyway, I'm just, when this clip, when we're done with this and we pull this clip, I'm just gonna email. It to, I'm not gonna say anything. I'm just gonna email it to Carter. Get the OGs back. <laughs> but anyways, we appreciate you guys joining us on the. uh I guess the, the the first episode of season three. You know, uh, it's nice to to be back. We will be back next week. 
Uh, tune into What's Up Belly Up. Check out our uh, Twitter page uh, at What's Up Belly Up. Obviously, we're streaming live there. We'll be on. Uh, we'll be uh, posted through Spreaker, iTunes, Spotify, all that good stuff. You can find us, and then we'll be back next week. So, on behalf of myself and Zach Mac, we appreciate. It. We'll see you guys all next week. Handles down here. It's Zach Mac at Embrano Twenty One. Catch <laughs> us on Twitter. Let's go. <laughs> redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.